Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to talk about comparing ourselves to others within our job searches. Man, this is such an important topic that we have never covered before and something that may be holding you back from having a fulfilling career. So today I brought on Noah Shaw, a life coach and host of the I'm Here to Help podcast. Noah Shaw is a certified life coach who guides his clients to become better versions of themselves by helping them identify and understand their purpose and to achieve what they want in life. With over 20 years of experience working in addiction treatment and helping clients rebuild their lives in the aftermath of trauma, Noah specializes in helping guide his clients from the depths of darkness into a life filled with beauty, light. So as you can see, Noah is going to be just awesome. And this episode is going to really help you out if you are struggling with comparing yourself with friends, family, coworkers, or even the overwhelming expectations these people may have for you. So I can't wait any longer. Let's launch right into it with our 213th episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. Noah, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Excited to hear this. Can I ask a question first? Go ahead. Hit it off. Why Let's Eat Grandma? The most commonly asked question about our company, actually. So old joke, the name of our company here is Let's Eat Grandma for your listeners. It's a resume service. The joke goes, if you take the comma out of let's eat grandma, you're saying you want to eat your grandmother and we are not cannibals here. We'd rather eat with her. So we choose to include the comma and to poke a little bit of fun in at the subtlety of grammar and the importance of grammar there. So we choose the comma and we're not going to omit it ever. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up for me. I feel much more relaxed now. <laughs> I wanted to make sure you felt more at ease here. But yes, yeah, it's, very much so. It's a joke that gets people going. So Noah, I love your story and how you got kicked into life coaching. You know, we spent some time before this discussing that background. But for the listeners who don't know you and haven't heard of you before, can you talk a little bit how you got into the space as a life coach and helping other people within within this uh, their careers and whatnot? Great question to start off with. I noticed, and this is all in retrospect, a lot of there's a lot of people who become life coaches because they are looking for something to do with their life. Being a life coach aligns with my purpose in this world. I discovered about 20 years ago or so that my purpose was to help people. And I got there by going to a lot of very dark places in my life. I'm a recovering drug addict. I'm a recovering alcoholic. I've had financial ruin. I've had despair. I've been homeless. I've been suicidal. I've been at the deepest, darkest places you could possibly be. I've been unemployable. After I got out of that and I got through that and I looked back and the things that I had gone through and the people that I had met who I thought were just interesting characters in my story, once I got a clear head and a clear mind and a clear body and spirit, I was able to look back and say, oh, those were teachers. Those were yeah. people who were put in my life to teach me things. So now my job is simply to help other people. Now, you don't have to be at the darkest place. You can be at a good place and want to lift your life up to a higher place. You can feel totally stuck and just we can get you unstuck. So it's just what it's, and it's a very my work is very bespoke in that, like every client is different. Every story is different, even though some of the stories may be the same and people may be having very similar feelings. How I deal with that and how I help you to reach a new height is very different. 
I'll say, I mean, you're different than many of the other life coaches and career coaches that have come on the show. And I love your motivation to help other people to lift them out of those spaces if they ever are. And I just blown away by your background and how you're able to come back from all that. So let me ask in respect to the topic about comparing ourselves to others, did that ever play a role in your life? And if so, how did it? Constantly. Since the time I was a little kid, my name was, I was a new kid all the time. I went to nine schools in 12 years in three different states. So I was the new kid and I was named Noah. I had weird curly hair and I had weird teeth and everybody else was named John or Chris or Bob and they had straight hair and I was different and I was the new kid and I was weird and I just wanted to be them. I wanted to be quote unquote normal. And so I would compare myself and you know, even like to the food I ate when I went to their house. My mother was very much a, a beatnik from the 60s and she learned how to cook what everybody's cooking now. My mother was cooking in the 60s with like no additives, no preservatives. We had a compost pile like when I was, you know, 10 years old, 1973, like everybody's like, you got a yeah. compost. I'm like, my mom's been feeding me healthy food like since I was born. And <laughs> I would go to other people's houses and I would eat macaroni and cheese and Twinkies. And I'd be like, why don't we have this at our house? Why are we the weird house? And we were, we were different. But now it's cool, especially where I live, to have the healthy stuff. Yeah, it's, it's cool everywhere. But like that was thematic throughout my entire life. There was always, and I believe we all do this, we all compare. And sometimes it's very predominant and we get caught in that comparison sometimes it's very subtle and we can just sort of move through it we can like see it and be like okay you know i'm happy for them but i'm okay and but we're always especially with the world the i mean i was doing this in 1973 social media let alone computers weren't even invented barely yet at that point so like nowadays where i can see everybody's curated life that they put up with filters and faces and everything. Yeah. And they even they they curate like what they eat, they make it look better with filters. Like it's not enough that I'm having this amazing dinner. I also have to put filters on it and show you the best possible bowl of rigatoni that's ever existed in the history of man. <laughs> yeah. So like we curate ourselves and our lives and then we we get a false sense of equivalency from these people whose lives we're comparing to. And it's a real trap. Yeah. It's a real trap. Absolutely. With the, you know, obviously with social media being as big as it is for, you know, for years now, we can't say that this is a brand new thing, but this is especially made the problem more widespread. And it's a lot easier to fall victim to doing things like comparing ourselves to others. And, you know, we'll get into this in a little bit, but, you know, you know, talk about like LinkedIn and seeing all of our friends, you know, getting, you know, their dream job because people like posting things and not saying it's wrong, but more than ever, we are posting the highlights of our lives. And we're only seeing those highlights through scrolling through social media and, and those types of things. Nobody's posting like, hey, on Saturday night, I was home in bed drinking wine and crying. Right. Because I'm sad and lonely. Right. You know, I can't speak right. to LinkedIn because I'm not a member of LinkedIn. I maybe I need to join. But I would just take it if you just in a little sort of little moment right here is like if you go, oh, that person has their dream job. If you can like stop yourself, if you have a job and you realize that you're working a job and you're getting paid and you're living a life and you have a car and you have transportation and you have food and you have shelter and you have clothing and all that stuff, your job is a dream. Your life is a dream to literally billions of people in this world. 
So they're living their dream job. I'm living my dream. Just a matter of perspective. It really is a matter of perspective. And so before we delve into some tactics on what to move towards instead of comparing ourselves, can I ask why is comparing ourselves to other people? Why is that so bad from a professional perspective? Let's just say I just get disgruntled for like 30 minutes. I'm like, ah, they're living a better life. Like, does that actually affect me on a deeper level to where it means I can't progress the way I want it to? Or is it just this annoying thing that I have to deal with? No, it, it affects you emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Emotionally, it distracts you from being in the moment, being aware of how beautiful your life actually is. Physically, we've, there's study after study of study has shown how the body reacts to stress. Like even if we're just stressing for 30 minutes, you know, with the cells stress against each other, that's what causes cancer. You know, I had a talk one time, I was uh, walking my dog early in the morning at like six o'clock in the morning in Boston years ago. And I sat down next to this guy who was smoking a cigar and I was smoking a cigarette and he was new to the neighborhood. I didn't recognize him or recognize his dog. And I said, uh, what's your name? He said, my name is Bob. I just moved here. I'm like, I'm Noah. How you doing? And I said, so what, what brought you to Boston? And he said, well, I'm the uh, new chief head of oncology at Mass General Hospital. I was like, wow, so you're like one of the top cancer doctors in the entire world. And he's like, yeah, I guess I am. I I don't think about it like that. I go, it's okay, I will. And I said, so give me, he said, I'm smoking, a, you're smoking a cigar and I'm smoking a cigarette. Tell what's the deal with cancer? And he said, stress. More than any other single factor in this world, stress causes cancer. So we are not being physically good to our bodies. We're not being mentally good to our, our minds. I guess that's redundant but we're not being kind to ourselves and we have to like live in this. We have to try to aim for, at least our goal is to constantly be kind to ourselves and to others. And when I'm comparing, even if it's just for 30 minutes, I'm missing what's going on in my life. I'm missing the beauty of the moment. I found a while ago, something that I used to do was I would compare myself with the other people in the room, whether it be just like a networking event or say just hanging out with people. And if I saw myself as, you know, underneath those people for whatever reason, I don't know what exactly, but if I don't know, let's say I was like the worst basketball player in the room and we're all playing basketball, I would let it affect me. And I'd be like, you know what, I can't have that good of a time. And it just would deplete my confidence versus the times when I was like the best person in the room, say I'd like shot, you know, the best shot and was able to ask nicely or whatever. It would do things to my confidence and make it to where I could feel a lot better. But, you know, people listening to this say like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, those types of things really like when they affect you so deeply, it's just not very healthy. So I don't know what the solution is. I don't know what, you know, how people can stop doing this. But how do I even know that I'm someone who's dealing with it in the first place? How do I know if I'm actually comparing myself to others like I did? I think we're very cognizant of when we start because it doesn't feel good and immediately doesn't feel good because that's not a natural state for us. The natural state for our bodies as we were born as children was to be loving and kind and laughing and breathing and being peaceful and all the things that we've learned, this comparison and stress and anxiety and all the things are, are conditions that we've grown into. And the good thing, good news is, and I don't, I don't want to be very, very clear about this. I'm not speaking as some authority that never goes through this. I'm speaking as somebody that definitely goes through this all the time. And it's up to me. Yeah, of course, as we all do. But the, the question is, what happens when I do this? And what do I do to get out of that? What I do is I redirect myself. So let's say I'm at a networking event. 
and I start comparing myself. I go, okay, hold on a second. I might walk away for five minutes. I might just like gather myself and be like, okay, who in here can I help? How can I help somebody tonight? And start focusing on somebody else. Look, walk up to somebody, start to conversation when they go, you know, you go, how are you doing? And they go, oh, you know, they go really ask them how they're doing. Like, is there any way I can help you? Is there anybody you need to meet? Is there anybody I can introduce you to? Like, I know so, I know so and so and so and so. Does that help you at all? If I start to be of service to my fellow human beings, I stop thinking about me. And if I approach every event, as, as many events, or I know that I have that tool to use to redirect myself and my life and my thoughts, my thinking, it's so powerful to live a life of service. You know, quite often when I'm feeling bad about myself, I just look for people to help. Yeah, absolutely. Because it sucks when you're just thinking about yourself all the time. You know, people do it all the time. Most people do think about themselves. But I like I'll tell you, if you're only doing that, then it can create this unhealthy self-consciousness that's not going to serve you. So I think what you said is so powerful to serve other people because that's going to benefit them. It's going to benefit society. And also it's going to take some of that unhealthy pressure off of yourself. I think that's brilliant. It takes all the pressure off. You just like you distract the ego, you distract the self-consciousness, you distract the low self-esteem and let's go, OK, let me help somebody else. I want to turn to something that a lot of people are dealing with. I want to say this is pretty serious no matter what age you are, but I hear it as a common theme. But let's say the hypothetical scenario comes up to where I have a close family member or friends who are judging me for where I am in my career or a certain job that I want to take. Um, there's always the stereotypical, oh, my mom wants me to be a doctor or my dad wants me to be a lawyer. Um, but I think this is something that concerns a lot of people. What would you tell them for how that they can live their best life in their career? It's challenging, but you have to use, and what it ends up is it becomes a distraction. And I'm going to give a very simple, contrite answer that's not simple or contrite. And I've had many clients that are dealing with this. Well, I can't do it with my husband. Why did I say, I go, so what? And you just, you don't give it more space than it deserves. And we begin to like, listen to these voices, these outside voices, and we compare that to the people who we really, really entrust with our lives, the ones that really surround us, that really love us, that are going, oh, my God, I'm so happy for you. And if there are like eight people happy for you and two people who are pushing back against what you're doing, listen to the eight people, you know, and oftentimes, you know, people are trying to start fights. They want to pick fights emotionally, especially parents and people who know you, people, people who are related to you. And I always say you don't have to attend every fight you're invited to. Just because they want to argue doesn't mean they get, that you, they get to argue with you. They don't get to involve themselves in your life. What if it comes from a, an internal place like my, my entire life? I've never, and I've heard this before from people, but like I've never felt, you know, worthy, so to speak, or I feel like, like I'm the type of person that is never going to own up to the expectations of a close family member or friend for whatever reason. What if it's more internal and it's something that we gotten to believe ourselves just over our entire lives. Then you have to start working on the inside. If it's an internal problem, it's an inside job. And the first step in that is, is starting to empower yourself and realize what you're counting is. You're counting the things you don't have. And the only way to combat that is to count what you do have. Every morning, like clockwork at 1030, I have a little app. I've been, I did it by hand for decades. 
before iPhones or phones were a thing, I would write a gratitude list. I would write down three to six things that I'm grateful for, and I would begin counting my blessings. And when I begin counting my blessings, there's a radical shift that takes place in my mind. And I become focused on what I do have and how full my life is and how amazing my friends and my job and my career and my, the people that love me and the dinner I had the other night, you know, the, the, my dog and like all the things that I do have that are amazing instead of, you know, counting what's missing or what's wrong with me. Because if I sit around and count what's wrong with me, I can spend all day doing that. And as far as my mind, as far as my mind, but there's nothing really wrong with you. There's nothing wrong. You're just focused. It's what we focus on. What The more we focus on something, the greater it becomes. That's just truth. That's Einstein. So we focus on it, it becomes true. You know, my mind creates my life, so you better choose good thoughts. So the more I think I'm a sack of shit, the more I'm going to really believe I'm a sack of shit. And on LinkedIn, it's going to be, no, it's off. Professional sack of shit. And people are going to be like, you're not a sack of shit. And you're like, no, but I know that I'm a sack of shit. And it's like, but you're not. I have a little exercise in my, in my book. We didn't mention my book at the beginning, but I have a little exercise that asks three of your friends to give you three words to describe you and write those down and post them somewhere. And those, that's your truth. That's who you really are. Not the thoughts I think you. That's why, listen, that's the book. I, my book is called Stop Thinking Thoughts That Scare You. I'm a massive piece of shit and I'm never going to succeed is a scary thought internal things that we tell ourselves and the truth is like we don't even a lot of us most of us i would say don't even realize we're saying it to ourselves i know i didn't but we are constantly talking to ourselves and it's up to us to choose whether the things that we let in are good in the first place or the natural self-deprecating things that just just come which are bad so i think that's great that makes a lot of sense and i think it's a really good antidote for people who have their entire lives felt not worthy, so to speak, or not confident or feeling like they're never going to get in a place to where they're going to be happy with their career. So thank you for bringing that to light. People need to hear that. I'm happy to. And, you know, we'll talk about it at the end. But there's also like, you know, this is a learned behavior, either through experiences or a lifetime. And, and it takes a minute to unlearn it. And that's what I help people do. I help people to unlearn bad thinking and learn a new way of thinking. And it takes a minute. I always say our lives are like an aircraft carrier. If you're listening, you don't know what an aircraft carrier is. It's a massive boat. It's a city that floats. It does not make quick turns. It takes a lot of little turns to get an aircraft carrier going 180 degrees in the other direction. But once it's going, it's unstoppable and it's really powerful. And so are our lives. It may take lots of little things that we change in our lives to bring about a drastic change. And you may not see them all at once. But if you do the work and you continue at it, you know, I've never had a client not be able to start going the other direction. Mm -hmm. So Noah, I'll jog your memory real quick. Last time we talked about something, I think that was just so powerful and it was a big, almost this revelation for me, but this crazy concept that has never been talked about that no one has ever heard of called being happy for other people when good things happen to their lives. So the concept of, let's say I'm, you know, scrolling LinkedIn, and then I scroll, scroll, scroll. And then I see that a really good friend of mine just landed his dream job as a software engineer here in Austin, Texas. And it turns out, you know, this job's great. He's end up, you know, making the salary possible. He has all these benefits, and it's great, and yada, yada, yada. And the best way to process that 
what you said was the concept of if this is a friend of yours, like reconnecting or like connecting them with in a way that doesn't come from a place of jealousy or from a place of internal lack, but connecting with them. Can you speak to that type of connection that you're talking about? Sure. And on LinkedIn, can you leave people messages? Sorry for my naivety. Oh, yeah. Okay. If you're connected with them, you can. Yeah. Of course. So the simplest thing is to celebrate other people's success. It's always about other people. It's always my quickest pathway to joy. And what it does is it creates an energy in my life. So I see Chris gets this dream job and I go on there and go, oh my God, Chris, I just saw you got this job. I'm so happy for you. Looking forward to like watching you grow in this job. It's going to be crazy good. I'm here. If you need any help in any way, shape or form, reach out to me. Let's let me go. Let me buy you next time. As soon as you have a moment, let me buy you dinner or drinks and like, let's connect and celebrate your success. Like it just changes the dynamic and it changes everything about how you think about them and how they think about you. You can go on Instagram and somebody can be having a great dinner and they've curated this picture of the rigatoni and you leave a little comment be like, oh my God, that looks delicious. Let's get dinner together sometime or I hope you're having the best time at La Trattoria, whatever it is, like hope you're having the best time in Mykonos, like whatever it is, whatever they're doing, leaving a message like that and, and like taking that extra second, listen, hitting the like button and scroll, like, scroll, like, scroll, like, scroll, that's easy. Stopping and commenting on somebody's commenting, yes. commenting, making, taking that extra 12 to 15 seconds of your life really means something to people that you notice because at the end of the day, human beings, we all just want to be seen. That's why people post. That's why people do on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter important to feel like significant. Yes. To feel seen, just to feel yeah. seen, forget important. That's like beyond. I just want to be seen. I want to be heard. I want to, I want you to notice me. I put something on Instagram because I want you to see it. And if I see it and I notice it and I let you know that I've noticed it, I've changed the energy between us and I've changed the energy in my life. Yeah. And you know, like the most people do not have that reaction. Like just imagine if everyone took that attitude, especially the people that when we see these things, we do become jealous or we feel like we're not enough or we feel like we suck compared to somebody else. But I would say from experience, the times that I've done that when I have come from a place of lack and I did send out a message like that, it instantly flipped my mentality to not feeling lack, but feeling like, okay, I'm having a conversation with somebody and this feeling of warmth almost because I'm connecting with someone and I'm happy for them. And heck, I feel like even if I get some advice from them, that could be me one day. So for me to hear, I think that's so powerful. And for any job seeker who just found out that a friend or an acquaintance or someone, you know, just got the job that they wanted, take them out to lunch, figure it out and like, you know, have a real conversation with them. Because I believe that you do become like the people you do surround yourself with. And so I think that's taking that a step further and making that special connection to make it happen. I couldn't agree with you more. It's like we when we align ourselves with people, places and things that align with what where we want to be in this world you know, that creates that energy and that creates that drive. And, you know, and you don't know because you may be the one person that reached out 
and you probably are on LinkedIn or whatever, you might be the one person that goes, oh my God, congratulations on your job. I'm so happy for you. And then that person might, it might be six months or nine months later, they might be like, hey, you know, just thinking about you because you reached out and they're like, I have a job opening. We just had somebody leave and you'd be perfect for this. It's not in my department, but I know you love creative and it's in creative stuff. You don't know where that energy is going to go. You gather that energy and then it always pays off every single time. Freaking love it, man. That's awesome. That is so awesome. And another note you said, I think last time this was brilliant, was just like we as humans, it's evolutionary to just want to help other people. It's like within our DNA. Work together. Yeah. We're meant to be communal. We're meant to be we're tribal species. This is why this country feels so horrible right now is because we are so divided because that's not our natural state. If you think back, how did man survive? So you think back 200 or 300,000 years ago before man had speech and we were upright and we were hunting and we had, you know, mastodons or like big tigers and woolly mammoths or whatever it is, million years ago, wherever it was, but we didn't have speech yet. How did they kill? Man is a weak creature in nature. We don't have any camouflage. We don't have tough skin. We don't have any claws. We don't have any fangs. How do we communicate? They communicate. They found a way to communicate to hunt and kill to survive. They had to communicate without word. It was body language and gestures, and that's all it was. And yet, that's the only way we survived was, you know, not, there were no like lone wolves, like I'm really on my own, I'm really solo Diablo. You know, that wasn't a thing for cavemen. You either worked together or you died. So that's still the same thing. If, if we work together, or we, like for me, death is living a life without people, you know? I don't wanna be somewhere in a cabin writing my manifesto. You know, I want to be amongst the people. I want to be amongst my tribe and my people and like loving on each other. Absolutely. So Noah, you've been fantastic. And before we wrap up the episode, wanted to hear if there's anything that we cannot miss when it comes to comparing ourselves with others. Is the opposite. Instead of comparing yourself to others, look for others you can help. Because there's always somebody looking up at us thinking, man, what an incredible life that person has. Or man, I could just use a little help. And these acts of help, yesterday was the day I missed the day, but normally on the fifth of every month, I put up a little Instagram post. It says, take five, give five. And it, all it says is, take a $5 bill on the fifth and put it in your pocket. And at some point in, the, in your day, just give that $5 away. It can be in a tip jar at a coffee shop. You can just drop it out of your pocket and let the world decide who gets it. I guarantee if you do that, you can put it on a coworker's desk without letting him know and just be like, did anybody leave $5? No, I didn't. No idea. You just throw it out there as a gesture, an act of kindness. And when we do acts of kindness, when we focus on that, our lives blossom beyond our wildest dreams. Like really, truly, I have a life that's beyond my wildest dreams. I know it's because I help people. I love it. Noah, thank you so much. You've been really insightful. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. It was helpful for me on a personal level. So how can people find out more about you? Because I want to read these Instagram posts. So I know you have that. I know you're not on LinkedIn, but yeah. I'll join LinkedIn if you think it's a good idea. If that's your career advice for me, <laughs> I will join LinkedIn. I have a book I just released. It's called Stop Thinking Thoughts That Scare You. It's on Amazon, which I think if you didn't get a copy of it, I'll make sure you do get a copy of it. People can reach me at, I open my email up to anybody, noahshaw at mac.com. It's Noah with no H. So it's just N-O-A-S-H-A-W at M-E-C dot com. I am Noah Shaw 26 on Instagram. I answer 
all of my DMs, every single one of them. And I answer all my emails, every single one of them. I always respond. And if I get to know you, and I also have a website, noahshaw.com. If you want to see a little bit more about my life coaching and what I call guidance, I'm, I call myself a guidance counselor for adults. Because I think feel like cool. I'm somebody you can talk to and that gives you good advice. So I'm cool. trying to phase out life coaching, but people are attached to that term. So I'll roll with it. But please reach yeah. out. I love it. For your listeners, I'll make sure to link that within the description. Sound like a broken record, but I want you to know that all you have to do is scroll down to the description and find those hyperlinks. I'll make sure to include Noah's email, Instagram, book, and website on there. Noah, thank you so much for joining us on the Career Warrior Podcast. Amazing. Thank you, man. Thank you for the opportunity, Chris. Have a great day. Awesome. You too. All right, listeners, this wraps up our 213th episode for today. Can't thank you enough for joining us. I found the insights to be very powerful. And there's a reason why I wanted to do this episode on a personal level is because I have historically always compared myself to other people and know the negative effect that it can have if it's taken to its extreme. We all do it. But in reality, we need to make sure we're managing this to where it's healthy. And I think that the insights that Noah brought to the table were so helpful and brought it to our awareness, which can be very, very helpful. So I will make sure to include those links, as I mentioned earlier. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review as well. And let us know what you thought about this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Career Warrior Podcast. I will see you next Monday. Career Warrior Podcast. And for more on your job search, please make sure to check out Let's Eat Grandma's website at letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. That's where you can find her blog, attend job seeker events, and learn more about her awesome resume services. Let me just say, I'm happy you're subscribed on Apple or Spotify, but you are missing out if you haven't seen the additional resources on our website. Once again, that's letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. And please don't forget to leave a review. The support from my fellow warriors is what will help me get noticed and what will help the algorithm so other job seekers can discover us too. I promise I read all the reviews and you will just make my day. That's all. I'll see you next episode this Monday morning.